You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. Will you please pray with me now? Spirit of the living God, come now. I pray, God, for the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth. Give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm continuing on our series today on the Barbarous book, I'm Waiting, God. And today's uh, scripture lesson comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 through 36, I believe. And the title of it is Jesus Heals Two People. Hear these words. Jesus crossed the lake again, and on the other side, a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Jairus, one of the synagogue leaders, came forward, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded with him. My daughter is about to die. Please come and place your hands on her so that she can be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A swarm of people were following Jesus, crowding in on him. A woman was there who had been bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a lot under the care of many doctors and had spent everything she had without getting any better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Because she had heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. She was thinking, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Her bleeding stopped immediately, and she sensed in her body that her illness had been healed. At that very, very moment, Jesus recognized that power had gone out from him, and he turned around and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, Don't you see the crowd pressing against you? Yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus looked around carefully to see who had done it. The woman, full of fear, trembling, came forward, knowing what had happened to her. She fell down in front of Jesus and told him the whole truth, and he responded, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace, healed from your disease. And while Jesus was still speaking with her, messengers came from the synagogue, synagogue leader's house, saying to Jairus, your daughter has died, why bother the teacher any longer? But Jesus overheard their report and said to the synagogue leader, Don't be afraid, just keep trusting. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So there's four times in the Gospel of Mark Mark starts to tell a story, and in the middle of the story, he starts another story. I know people like that who do the same thing 
My mother is often that way, and so am I. I'll start a story, and then I'll start another story in, in, in between. In the gospel lesson for today, Mark starts to tell us the story about Jesus and his sick daughter, about Jairus and his sick daughter, and ultimately, who ultimately was died but was raised from the dead by Jesus. In the middle of this story, Mark tells us another story about a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. My sermon for today is going to focus on that middle story, the story of the woman's amazing faith. In this story, the, as in most of the stories in Gospel of Mark, there's an immense graphic detail. There are many details in this story and other stories from the Gospel of Mark, and the Gospel of Mark was written by a person by the name of John Mark. And John Mark was a traveling companion with the Apostle Paul on several missionary journeys. And it has been written that as Simon Peter was preparing to die in Rome, he shared his memories of Jesus to John Mark, who then wrote them down. There are all kinds of wonderful little details in the Gospel of Mark. The historical events in the Gospel of Mark are the memories of Simon Peter, who was there in person to observe the events of Jesus' life firsthand. In preparation for this sermon today, I was thinking about the power of faith, the power of believing, faith in itself as a power, as was mentioned in the Gospel of Mark, in the reading that I just read. I want to tell you briefly, I've shared this with many of you, but how that power has touched me. About nine years ago, almost 10, I was at an annual conference, sitting in a back pew and was as a lay, going as a lay leader. My husband and I were there, and the last night, there was an altar call for those that had been laid on their hearts to come to commit to full-time ministry or come to commit to ministry didn't have to be full-time. I was already a youth director here. I was part-time, and I had went as a lay leader and uh, had enjoyed annual conference immensely. And just before the altar call by Bishop Hayes was asked, we got a phone call, and my husband stepped out to go take the phone call to see about one of our children. And I leaned over to my friend, Dylan, and I said, uh, I have to go down front. And he said, what for? And I said, I've got to commit to ministry. And he said, you already do it. And I said, I have to do more. And he said, are you sure? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, then you better go. I want to talk to you about that power. Because from the time I left that pew all the way down the center aisle, or I guess it was the side aisle, to the railing, I don't remember. It was like I was floating. But the immense warmth feeling as I knelt there and Bishop Hayes laid his hands on me and then Reverend Emery Mason and Reverend James Graham came and, and put their hands on me, I knew I was a changed person. I had already, always had a calling for ministry. I always had a calling to give and to love more than what I, I could ever do and I wanted to do more. And that power, that power was within me. 
And as I left and I came back, my husband was smiling. And I said, what are you smiling at? He says, I leaned over and he said, I asked Dylan what would just happen. What was he doing? And Dylan said, she's just changed your life forever. <laughs> it's been forever the good. And it's been forever the best. And what a gift of power. So this scripture is about that power as well. It's a physical healing power for this woman. Today's story is a faith story. It's a story about a woman who had the power of faith. The Bible doesn't give her a name. She is really no name person in the New Testament. But she has a great story. As I was singing this song, I love to tell the story. I was thinking she loved. She would love to tell her story. I picked that song for this week because I love to tell the story. I love to tell my story. When I was a little girl and my grandmother would, we would we, she lived out in the country and when she would drive me into town, she would always sing that song. And I would listen to her and stare at her as I was sitting in the front seat beside her. And she looked at me one day and she said, someday you'll have a story to tell too, little girl. Someday you'll have a story to tell too. So this woman has been bleeding for 12 years, 12 years of menstrual bleeding. She felt like she was an embarrassment both to herself and to the other people. Because she was bleeding in that way, Jewish law in the book of Leviticus says, has declared that she is unclean and can be around no one. She could not come to the temple. She was treated like a leper, just an outcast and a reject to society. Can't you hear the people talking about her? You know, this woman, don't you? Oh, you heard, didn't you? Come here, let me tell you. You heard the rumors, of course. Anybody who has been sick for that long, for that many years, must have done something really bad and made God really mad. Whispering as she's walking by. Hmm. The woman has become an outcast ever since. I read it. She had tried and tried and tried. She had went to doctors. She had spent all her money trying to go to doctors, drinking all kinds of concoctions and all kinds of things done to her body and her mind to try to heal, and nothing would come. The woman had heard that Jesus had the power to heal. For some reason or another, she had the deep belief that Jesus could heal her. She was absolutely convinced that Jesus could do it. Now, hers was kind of a magical, even going in blind faith. She was going to truly believe that she just needed to touch him. She may have thought, he doesn't even see me. He doesn't even need to know that I'm there. I just need to reach out and touch him. She had an absolute faith, an absolute faith that power of Jesus would heal her. Now, a large crowd had gathered around her, around Jesus, and, and there was rubbing of shoulders and pushing and shoving. I mean, it, word had spread that he could heal. Word had spread that he was the man to do the job. From lepers to blind to the lame, all of it. And she didn't even think that he needed to get mud and... and and get it wet and rub it on her. She didn't even think that she needed to even see him. She just needed to touch him. Now, according to the details of the story in the text, 
she came up behind Jesus so he wouldn't have even known that she was there because remember the crowd was gathered. The story tells us the detail that she knelt down and touched the fringe or the tassel of the tassel. And immediately she was healed. There was like an instant radiation, like magical healing flowed from Jesus' body into hers. Jesus turned around and asked immediately, who touched me? The disciples responded, what do you mean? Everybody has been touching you. Look at them. We're all around you. It's crowded here. There's no way we'll know who. Jesus said, healing power has gone out of me, and who in the crowd touched me and received healing power? Jesus began looking around, and the woman couldn't hide, and she said, it was me. Because, you know, no one can really hide from Jesus. And she stepped forward. And the gospel text says that, that she knelt down and she started crying. And because she was very, very afraid, because she was unclean, she was afraid she would be in trouble by this healer as well. She was absolutely te- petrified and scared. And she said, I'm the one that touched you, Jesus. I, I am the one that's been made clean by you. I love that line. She told him the whole truth. I'm the one that touched you. I'm healed because of you. She told her whole story to him about how people were mean, how she had suffered for 12 years, and how she had went with this pain and anguish for so many years and, and been rejected, and all the doctors she had went. She told him the whole truth. She told her story. Jesus looked down at the woman and said, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Can you imagine the peace of mind that she had as she walked off? Your disease is healed. It's gone. I want to remind you why faith is so important in our lives. We face various, various kinds of trials and difficulties, and we need to know whom we can trust in those times. In whom are we going to put our faith? Faith is only as good as the object, as Barbara Ruth says. What is our object? Our object is God. Focus on God. Put our faith in God. I want to read you one more verse. It comes from Isaiah 43, verse 2. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. I'll close with this story. One night there was this house and it caught on fire and and a little boy was stranded on the second floor. And all the boy could see was smoke and flames. He couldn't see anything else. It was all too, too, just, he couldn't. He couldn't see, and he was, he was pretty small as a second grader. And, but he could hear his father's voice calling, telling him to jump. Telling him to jump over and over again. And he was at the window. He said, I just can't see you. I can't see anything about you. And the daddy said, but I, I can see you. 
And that's all that matters. I need you to jump. We cannot see God. But he's telling you. God is telling you. I can see you. I just need you to jump. So let's jump together. Let's jump in faith and know that God is there to catch us. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a good day.